Hi, everyone, and welcome to another Bible study here at One Love Live at Love Walk. And I am your host, Lila Winston. I pray that you are well and the Lord is blessing in your life. As you know, we come together to read and study in the Word of God so that we can practically apply it to our lives and also so that we can accomplish the purpose of our lives. So I want to thank you so much for tuning in. Um, guys, we are going to be doing a study that I think really is important to sort of accomplishing you know, um, our purpose, but also kind of in the practicality of our lives and understanding where our power comes from. I think a lot of times, you know, we think, you know, um, this sort of spiritual thing is just something inevitable, but I think we do have to remember that we play a role in it. So I want you to look at James. Our anchor text is going to be James and that's going to be chapter, um, I'm sorry, it's going to be John chapter 13, 10. Okay. That's John chapter 13, verse 10. And, you know, I want us to get it. If you have an opportunity, read the whole, I would say read, um, John chapter 13. It's a great, uh, chapter, but let's go ahead with our anchor text, which is John chapter 13, verse 10. The Bible says, uh, Jesus said unto him, he that is washed need not save to wash his feet but it's clean every whit and you are clean, but not all. Now in this verse, this here is the last supper. Jesus Christ is washing the feet of his um, disciples. And of course, Peter is like, Hey, you know, I don't want you to wash my feet. You are the great God. But you know, Jesus Christ is trying to show him something about what it really means to be a servant and what it really means to be a leader, right? I think we have these ideas about what it means to be a leader. We're not really aware of what it means. I think that's why the role of pastor has been so mangled in recent times is because we think that the pastor, you know, is uh, the guy that we just kind of follow only. The pastor, that word pastor literally means shepherd. And so shepherds are constantly among their sheep, constantly moving among them, trying to see if they're okay, making sure they're out of danger. There is no such thing as a, a, a shepherd that just rarely, just he peeks out and he sees the sheep. He's like, okay, they look good to me. <laughs> and then he goes away. No, he doesn't just come and feed them and go away. He doesn't just lead them out to pasture. He takes care of them. So I want to point this out here in John chapter 13, verse 10, where it talks about washing, right? He's telling them you have to wash your feet. And what does that mean? Right. We know when we receive, you know, uh, the Holy Spirit, we are, we receive Christ's righteousness. So you're clean, but now you must wash your feet. What does that even mean? Right? Like Jesus Christ is always saying these things that have so many meanings, but what does that mean? It means to wash your walk your conduct, your manner of being among others so that it reflects something of Christ. And it's interesting that Jesus Christ is washing their feet. So we have a real life depiction of the word, which Christ is, because in the beginning was the word and the word was God, the word, right? So we have Christ here who is washing the feet of his disciples. So we have this real life depiction. It shows us how it is the word that washes our conduct and our behavior. But just like Peter, we must make ourselves available to the word as we see in John chapter 13, verse nine and 10. And I'm going to read that briefly. It says, Simon Peter said unto him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Simon Peter said unto him, not um, he said unto him, Lord, not my feet only, 
but also my hands and my head. And I think that's a really important, you know, point to make because he had just said, Lord, I don't want the leader, the great God, this, you know, you're our great leader and rabbi to wash my feet. And Jesus is like, Hey, if I don't wash you, you have no part with me. And so he's making himself now available because he realizes that being clean is a prerequisite for walking with God, right? walking with God. And that is why walking and the love walk, how you walk is so important. And so if we want to have a part with the Lord, we have to let his word wash us. The word of God washes us. And we see this in Titus chapter three, verse five, it says not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy ghost. That's Titus chapter three, verse five. So we must be not only hearers of the word, but doers of the word, right? We learned that in James, the Bible says we deceive ourselves if we hear it only and we do not put it into practice. We're kind of like a man sort of looking into a mirror and forgetting what kind of man that we are. And it says that in James chapter one, verse 22 and 24, it says, but be you doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is likened to a man beholding his natural face in a glass where he beholds himself and goes away and straightway forgets what manner of man he was. That's James chapter one, verse 22 and 24. Think about that. There's something to do. <laughs> There's something to do. You got work to do. That work is being a doer of the word of God. And we know that he's talking about the word of God here because it says in James chapter 125, and this is what it says, but whoso looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Wow. So he's telling you the law of liberty is there. It's a higher law, it, just like the law, law of love. It's a higher law than the Levitical law. It's not just thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal. I mean, because think about it in the law, it says thou shall not commit adultery. But Jesus Christ came and said, if you think on a woman to commit adultery with her, then you have committed it in your heart. So that's pretty high. I mean, like he's going to, he's going too far. People who complain about the law, I do not understand because the law was easy. While no one could truly do it, it's possible you know, you could have technically done pretty much all those laws, but not really had it in your heart. And so the problem now with what we must do today in terms of the law of love is that this must also be something in our heart. And that is the greatest struggle of all, right? Sometimes behavior might be a little bit more easier to feign than what's going on in your heart. So he says specifically, do not be deceived. You need to do something because your walk has to match or agree with God's word. So the writer in James even says, Hey, don't let these people deceive you and say, all you got to do is coast along. You're, you're done. You're good. Don't let anyone tell you that you, that you don't have anything else to do. In fact, it says in verse 25, this man shall be blessed in what? Let's think about it. His deed. That's right. This man shall be blessed in his deed. So what is a deed? It's something that you do in this text. It is the Greek word for work which means a making or a doing or an undertaking, like a project or a mission or an opus day. 
The English dictionary actually defines deed as an action performed intentionally or consciously. So what you intentionally choose to do, regardless of what you know to do, is actually what's actually going to matter, right? You can know all of the most wonderful things in the world, but if you don't do them, well, that it can't help you really, right? Um, recently I was having a conversation and someone pointed out to me that although Simon, Solomon was the wisest man in the world, he died like a fool with all of those wives that turned his heart from the most high God to their trinket gods of wood and stone. Like this blew my mind. When so I was just like, whoa, that is absolutely true. And so we are to let the word wash our walk, not just, oh, you know what? I got a little word in, that's great, but how can I apply it, right? Our conduct, our behavior, our manner of living, right? It is these words of God that clean us, but like any kind of bathing, it requires some scrubbing. You can't just sit in in the water and you're clean. You have to put a little elbow grease in there. And so to walk a good path is not easy because it's something that you must do daily and consistently. Walking requires putting one foot in front of the other repeatedly to get somewhere. It requires intentionality. In Titus chapter three, verse five, it says, it is not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy ghost. Now, the reason I want to point this out again is because we do not do works of righteousness. This is absolutely true. Underline it. If you have Titus three, five open, underline it, circle it, you know, cover it in red, whatever you got to do, highlight it. We do not do works of righteousness, right? We can't make ourselves right, but we do works of obedience through faith. That is the point. No, you're not doing these works in righteousness because you have none really, right? We, We don't have righteousness. Christ gave us his righteousness. So it's not like we can do this but we do have works of obedience through faith. So yes, you've got some deeds and no, we have no works of righteousness, but we do have works of obedience and Acts teaches us also that we have works fitting repentance. Let's look at Acts chapter 26, verse 20. It says, but show first unto them of Damascus and at Jerusalem and throughout all the coasts of Judea and then to the Gentiles that they should repent and turn to God and do works meet for repentance. Isn't that powerful? Let's look at that again. Acts chapter 26 and 20 says, but show first unto them of Damascus and at Jerusalem and throughout all the coast of Judea and then to the Gentiles that they should repent and turn to God and do works meet for repentance. So what works are fit for repentance? works of obedience to God. And after all, repentance is turning from your way to God's way. That is also called obedience. Some say the best indicator of change is changed behavior. behavior, And I would agree. Romans 2 verse 13 says it like this, for not the hearers of the law are justified before God, but the doers of the law shall be justified. So are we back underneath that law? Remember, it's the law of love right now. It's higher than that. It's bigger than the law, the Levitical law, right? Right? It's bigger than that. 
the the law that we follow, the 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 law and the obedience we follow is the law of love, which encapsulates and supersedes the Levitical law. It goes beyond the thou shall not. Remember, we have no works of righteousness on our own. We just don't have it. But we do have works of obedience that are fit for repentance. In other words, works that are in line with what God wants. It's just that simple. God's work in our life are done in obedience. We have no works of righteousness to make us right, but we do have works of obedience. Works of obedience brings heaven to earth and demonstrates the kingdom to all the world. And that is our work. I pray that God blesses you and he blesses the work that you are doing in your purpose, in your life, with your family, and that you understand we do have work to do. Yes, it is works of obedience, not righteousness, because none of us has it on our own. So I want you to understand that obedience is so huge, faith so huge, works of repentance so huge. This isn't about you putting in brownie points, this is about obedience right? Walking in line with what God says, because when we do that, that's when people see the kingdom. That is when people see God. I pray that you're well. God bless you. Bye. that do not fit within the context of a believer's life. So if you have resources or uh, services or products that you think would be edifying to the body of Christ, even if you also have a podcast and you'd like to advertise that here, I would be happy to share that with listeners. You can reach out to me, check out the link in the description, and you can also contact me um, at the link below there's a little contact section and you can leave me a message so thanks so much don't forget to follow me on social media and i i'm at twitter.com forward slash one love live that's o-n-e-l-u-b-l-i-v-e thanks so much god bless and i look forward to hearing from you bye